Welcome to Position to Win with Dr. Philip G. Godot of Calvary Christian Center in Sacramento, California. We're excited that you've joined in for today's episode. Now sit back, relax, and get ready to win. Well, I'm excited to be back with you again, and we're, we've been teaching on uh, living and overcoming life. And you know what the enemy doesn't want you to do is to experience that overcoming life, victories and the blessings and the, uh, that come along with living this overcoming life. But God has declared that we are overcomers when we are born again, when we are as a child of God, that we are an overcomer. So I want to read to you out of the book of, um, I want to read a couple of scriptures to you real quickly as we deal with this overcoming life. And it says in 1 John 5 and 4 and 5, and what, whatever is born of God overcometh the world. And I've been teaching on this series and I'm going to be picking up about uh, the seven points of overcoming tragedy in your life, overcoming tragedy. You need to share this with other people. You need to like it. You need to, you need to get connected with it and uh, let, because other people need to hear these seven points of how to deal with overcoming tragedy. And look what it says. Uh, whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world or the world system and everything to do with that. And then it says, and this is the victory that overcometh. So you can't have victory without having a what? Battle. So it said, this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. And this is why faith is so important, why you need to understand that faith is something that is ever present and that you got to be continually developing yourself. Now you have the measure of faith, but you need to now start developing your faith. If you're going to live and walk in victory, you got to be able to live and walk in victory by learning how to live and walk by faith and not by sight. Then verse 5 says, and who is he that overcometh the world? Now he goes back and says, who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of Oh God, that's me and that's you. Say amen. That's me and that's you. We live and we are overcomers because we believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Say amen. So I've been teaching with about uh, a lot of different things. I don't have time to go over everything. I just want to hit a couple of things since uh, the last time we were together. And I was just dealing with the area of overcoming uh, and if you're going to live an overcoming life, you got to learn how to deal with life limitations and how the enemy wants to do what he can do to bring in evil or bring negative things into your life that will put bring limitations in your life. Limitations are always associated with fears and is always used to be able to hold you back from the greater things that you God wants you to overcome and to walk in victory. So we have to fight the spirit of limitations, uh, those things that are there. Some of them are there temporary and some of them are there to be a permanent limitations. And limitations have a spirit or a call that want to paralyze you to be able to keep you from thinking, paralyze your thinking, your uh, creativity, <clears throat> your imagination, uh, to paralyze you from being able to be all that God wants you to be. Some limitations are there to be able to paralyze you in, the, in maintaining 
and holding on to a negative attitude towards life and other people. And so you have to, you have to constantly be fighting to defeat uh, every negative limitation in your life. And some of these are called self-imposed limitations because we have brought them on ourselves. And other ones are a limitation that the enemy has brought to attack you, to try to hinder you. So fear has to be continually dealt with like limitations in your life. So that's enough about limitations. But the main thing that we understand limitations are given by the enemy to hold you back. And I, like I said, there's two other ones. There's one I call self-imposed limitations that you've got to do uh, that you, and you got to work on yourself to be able to deal with them. And then another one, then another point that I brought out, uh, and that is a, a lack of uh, vision uh, uh, and the importance that vision is what drives you and what motivates you and what uh, keeps you focused and helps you hit the target. So vision is a big issue. So number, never allow uh, the lack of resources or uh, things to be able to try to hold you back from fulfilling what God has you to do. But when God gives you vision, he's going to give you the provision if you can stay focused on the vision and vision in order for that to happen you got to be able to learn how to continue to live and walk by what faith so uh, you understand that how the enemy works in trying to destroy uh, different people's vision but I'll tell you one of my heroes is uh, Joseph and how that Joseph was thrown in prison then sold into slavery and, and uh, was thrown in the pit and rejected by his family, then sold into slavery, then in prison. But Joseph never lost his vision. He kept speaking of his dreams, uh, his vision, and then God moved him from being uh, insignificant to being the second most powerful man in the, in the world at that time, and then also used to help save his family he was able to help bring a deliver to his family. And I wonder what does God want to do in your life and how he wants to use you uh, to be able to bring a blessing or a help to other people through what vision he's given you or dream he's given you and the enemy is fighting it. So never allow lack to be able to govern your vision, but your vision should govern your future. And so the, we talked about that, and I brought out a couple of things about uh, Walt Disney and how that they tried to they fired him from his job because they said he lacked imagination. Oprah Winfrey was then released from being a news anchor from television because they said she was unfit. And then Steven Spielberg was also rejected from film school because they said he was not the kind of person and he lacked imagination. Michael Jordan was cut from high school basketball because they said he couldn't play. So no matter what the enemy has done to try to hinder you or to try to stop you, I'm telling you, God's got something in store for you. But you need to recognize that, <clears throat> that you have a, a life, and I'm calling it a life of an overcomer, and God wants you to experience it. When you deal with Einstein, Einstein had over 10,000 successful inventions, and one of them was the light, light bulb, uh, Tom, I mean Thomas Edison. And then so we can see a lot of different things that happen in people's life. So I'm praying for you right now 
that if you're lacking vision or the enemy is fighting you with a spirit of limitation uh, by the authority of the name of Jesus, we break the power of those limiting spirits, those spirits that are there to paralyze you and to restrict you from fulfilling what God has for you to do by the authority of the name of Jesus. We break the power of those spirit of limitations and paralyzing spirit and then we release into you the more greater vision and greater dreams that you dream bigger than you ever dreamed before. You believe bigger than you ever believed before. And you will walk in God's greater blessings like never before as you hold fast to them in the midst of whatever the situation is that's a negative situation you're dealing with. So I've been dealing with now, and I want to get into this here, and I talked about uh, the seven laws of a believer to overcome tragedy. You know, I, I wish I could say that tragedy never will not come my way. I'm just saying I'm not going to allow tragedy to dominate and control my life and limit me and restrict me from being able to be what God called me to be. I've had a lot of tragedy, but I've never allowed tragedy to pull me down. I, I worked my way through that to be able to learn what I could and get the wisdom I could and keep moving forward. And so I made tragedy a stepping stone. So I brought out here that uh, overcoming life uh, is one that is a disciplined life. An overcomer life is one that makes quality choices. And an overcomer life requires persistence of maintaining and fighting for a right attitude at all times. A persistent right attitude. Now, if you got a negative attitude right now behind whatever has happened in your past or maybe even happening in your life right now. Maybe it's something you're going through, something right now. Listen to me, fight to maintain a right attitude in the midst of a negative situation and you'll see yourself come through that in a faster way. You'll see the blessing of God manifest on your behalf. People who do not fight to maintain a right attitude stay in their situations. And I've seen some stay in them for years. And that was never the plan of God, the will of God. But they didn't understand that living an overcoming life is having a persistent spirit, being able to just be disciplined, make good quality choices, and then fighting uh, to maintain a good and right attitude. So I give them, giving you some points here that I wanted you to look at and that if I'm going to be able to ha uh, overcome tragedies, I got to be able to help keep a right perspective. In the midst of a negative situation, I have to fight to keep a right perspective in the midst of a negative situation. And so I brought that out. Number two, and that in overcoming uh, tragedy is uh, in, uh, in any area of your life, uh, dealing with these seven laws. Then number two was being able to be fight and run with passion. Passion is a, another word for passion is a desire. Uh, and you know, passion or desire pushes you. It, it motivates you to move forward and to be able to experience God's greater blessing. And so uh, if somebody could give me a, a Hebrews 12 and 1 and 2, I would appreciate it. On, and so I want to look at the Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. 
but passion is desire when you pursue something with all your heart. You're going after it with all your heart. You will always find an, uh, the incentive uh, and you'll find the, the push in you to be able to accomplish that area. So let me, uh, Hebrews uh, 12, and look what it says here in Hebrews 12 and uh, verse 1 and 2. It says, Wherefore sin uh, that we also are compassed about with such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which do so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Verse 2, look what it says, verse 2 says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Look what it says of our faith, and it says, Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, mm, 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 despising the shame, my God, and then is it, and is now set down at the right hand side of the throne of God. So when we talk about this uh, passion, Jesus was driven with passion or desire for our deliverance and he was willing to go through whatever he had to to be able to make it happen. And so it says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, for the joy that was set before him. And that's something he knew that he was going to go through everything he had to deal with, but he was not going to allow it to destroy his desire to and his push or passion to fulfill what his calling and mandate was as a deliverer. And so passion, it helps fuel the vision. Passion helps also fuel the vision. He had a vision uh, that drove him also, helps you to hit the goal. Okay, what, what is your vision? The passion connected with that vision pushes you. Passion is what you do alone, even when there's no one else encouraging you. You still push yourself to do it. Uh, I was watching uh, a, a movie, I can't even remember the name of it, but the uh, girl had never met her father, and when she met her father, <clears throat> He was crippled and dying in the hospital, and she was uh, had severe asthma, but she wanted to be a track star. And uh, while she was running, they made some kind of way that she could talk to her father, had some kind of little ear thing, and he was blind or trouble, but he could not see, but he knew the terrain where she was, he knew where she was going, and he was telling them, okay, baby, you gotta, you're at this point now. You got to push harder. You got to press it in. Come on, your, your, your goal is before you. You can win this race. I know there's other obstacles and challenges ahead of you, but you keep that passion. Keep that desire burning because you're going to win. And then, then he pushed her going up the hill. Come on now, there's about three people ahead of you. You got to pass them now. Passing them going up the hill, but no, he did not give her any slack. He kept pushing her, and you know what? You know the rest of the story. She kept her focus, her passion, her drive, her desires, and through all the difficulty, having an asthma attack, why she's trying to run, but she ran through that and did what she needed to do and then won the race. Number three is priority. And priority, another word for priority is order. And uh, I, I just like to just say, uh, 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 there's so many people that want God to bless them and God to do something in their life, but they are 
they have uh, their priorities are wrong they're out of order and God is never going to bless something that is out of order God is going to bless you when you stay in order and so uh, I made mention one time that uh, and I know some people didn't have a uh, uh, didn't like it but it was just it's a fact uh, and there's a lot of Christians that got an out of order sign on their back on their back there's an out of order sign that says out of order and if you go to a vending machine uh, or a gas station and they got a sign on that pump that says out of order you're not going to sit up there and argue with it you're not going to put money into a vending machine that says out of order but there's a lot of people that are out of order with God. They come to church late. They won't obey. They won't do what they're supposed to do, what they're asked to do. They fight. They complain. And they're out of order. And they, there's a spiritual sign on your back that says out of order. And angels are bypassing you and blessings are, are evading you because you need to get things in order. And... Um, in the book of First Corinthians, the fourteenth chapter, look with me in First Corinthians fourteen, and look what it says here in First Corinthians fourteen. Let all things be done. Verse forty. First Corinthians uh, fourteen and verse forty says, "Let all things be done decently and in order." <laughs> and in order, you know, you got to bring some order in your life. And I just, let me just pray for you right now because I know I'm talking to some of you. And Father, I pray for those that, that they have been struggling with uh, having an orderly life. I pray, Father, that the Holy Spirit would rise up big in them and that they would uh, 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 hear the Holy Spirit and that they would work on bringing order in their life. Let them start with their bedroom. <laughs> Bring an order in their bedroom, in their car, wherever. But Father, I thank you for a supernatural uh, visitation of your power and your presence to help them to bring order in their life so you could bless them and help them and manifest yourself in a bigger and greater way in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> All right, okay, I'm, I'm sorry I got a little carried away with this. But order is a big issue in a lot of people. The Bible says in Matthew 6.33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and then everything else shall be added unto you. And the reason why a lot of people are not getting the blessings that God wants because they're out of order. They're not seeking first the kingdom of God. They're seeking their kingdom or doing what they want. But God says put him first and then everything else shall be added unto you. All right. So order is a big issue and we believe in God that when you put uh, God first, his principles first, his spiritual laws, then you will see the success of God will come following behind those areas that you put in a proper order. Amen. Thank God for priority. Thank God for order. And then number, uh, the next one is, we're talking about seven spiritual laws to help you to deal with tragedy when it comes in your life. So number one was perception maintaining a proper perception in the midst of a situ negative situation. Number two is passion or desire. Number three is priority or order. Number four is, is um, petition. 
and petition is another word for prayer and so God wants to grant us he wants to manifest himself to us in prayer so look with me in your Bible to Luke the 18th chapter Luke 18 and uh, in Luke 18 chapter you know there's a lot of times that people don't really see the, the blessing that God has for them because they give up uh, too quickly on some of the things that God is trying to do on their behalf but Luke 18 chapter and it says uh, and and he spake a parable unto them to this end that men ought to always pray or manifest a spirit of petition listen to me petition or prayer is not begging God it ain't crying and whining and please Jesus please and begging him like that no it is operating in faith praying faith filled words because you are a child of God you don't have to beg your father your father's desire is to bless you but you need to be committed to prayer and staying in faith and watching God manifest himself look what it says that uh, and he spake a parable unto them to this end that men ought to always pray and not to faint uh, not to faint and that's where we got to really recognize is that the enemy wants you to give up on your prayer life when you're praying if it's a tragedy you're dealing with your family if it's a tragedy on your job if it's tragedy in your health uh, wherever this tragedy is listen to me I'm telling you the power of prayer is huge because God angels are waiting on you to pray to release them but you know sometimes even in that situation there is things don't happen as quick as we wanted to but listen to me God told Daniel for the day that you prayed an angel was dispatched to bring forth those prayers can I disagree with you right now that as you're praying and believing God for breakthrough or healing or God's miracle working power on your job in your finances in your health in your family whatever it is that we're going to see God's miracle working power manifest on your behalf in Jesus name so in um, uh, so look with me in first Chronicles the fourth chapter and I want you to see here in first Chronicles. this is a huge first Chronicles fourth chapter and this is uh, when we deal with this we call it the Jabez prayer the Jabez prayer, First uh, Chronicles, uh, the fourth chapter, and verse nine. It says, "And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren, and his mother called him uh, Jabez, saying, because I bear him in my sorrow." And Jabez uh, called on God of Israel, saying, "Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast." Now put down here about four different things concerning the Jabez prayer. Number one, he prayed that he would bless him indeed. That was bold. That was bold for Jabez to pray and ask him to bless him indeed. When, listen to me, Jabez didn't have the covenant that you have. Jabez was under the old covenant. He wasn't washed in the blood like you have been. He, he didn't have that, con that commitment from God that we got on ours. This God would bless him, but listen to me, he was bold enough to ask God, and Jabez 
First uh, Corinthians Chronicles 4 9 and big Jabez prayed and said it was more honorable than his brethren and his mother called him and then he says but Jabez in verse 10 uh, prayed and asked God of Israel saying oh that thou would bless me indeed and I'm believing God that he's going to bless you indeed for whatever it is that you are in need of number two and it says, uh, and bless me. And then he asked him to enlarge his coast. Come on, get your hands up wherever you are and say, God, I receive the enlarging of my coast, my borders. God, enlarging your uh, uh, territory. And then it says, and that thy mightest uh, be with me. Uh, and then so wherever I go, now his name is Jehovah uh, Shema, I never leave you nor forsake you. He's an ever-present God. He wanted God's presence. He wanted God's uh, anointing to be with him wherever he went. And I'm agreeing with you that God's power and presence is with you wherever you go. And number four, and it says, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil. Look at Jabez. He said, and that you would keep me from evil. Now, I'm telling you, God got angels, I'm believing, in camp around about you and to keep you from all evil in the name of Jesus. And Jabez prayed that you would keep me from evil, evil, that it may not grieve me. And God, look what it says here in verse 10, and it says, and God granted him that which he requested. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know about you, but that blesses the daylights out of me. Uh, it just blesses me like no end because Jabez, again, was not a covenant man like you are. We got a better covenant, been washing the blood. And here God has promised us that when we pray that we can see and get answers to our prayers even greater than under the Old Testament. And God granted him these four areas. Blessed him indeed, enlarged his coast, uh, caused him to be mighty within uh, his areas, and to, and to keep him from all evil. So number four, or that area is number four, is petition. In the midst of your trials or your midst of your situation, God has something in store for you that is bigger than you can imagine. But the enemy doesn't want you to be able to get what God has for you because uh, he knows that it's going to be a testimony for the kingdom of God. Okay, I'm going to deal with one, one more scripture here, and then I'm going to stop here. I'm going to deal with one more scripture. So look with me, and we're still dealing with, uh, with the petition, Jeremiah 33 and 3. Jeremiah 33 and 3. And look what he says here in Jeremiah 33 and 3. And I'm dealing with petition. Look what he says here. And he says... Now call up on me. Mm, mm, mm. And he says, and I will answer thee. Again, I'm, I want to emphasize now we're, we're in a new covenant. And, he, and this is old covenant, man. And, but God is saying, call up on me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Now I receive that in Jesus' name. I call that in on your behalf. That whatever you're praying for and believing for right now, whatever you're going through, that God is manifesting. So your tragedy 
is not a tragedy. Don't let it be one that limits you and restricts you. Don't let it be one that blocks you from being able to accomplish what God has for you. Use it as a stepping stone. So I gave you these four areas. We'll pick up on the next ones the next time. But remember this here. God said, call up on me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. And you receive that. Love you. Listen to me. Remember this, that the word works when you work the word. Now, if you have not received Christ in your life, open the door to him and invite him into your life by saying, Lord Jesus, I open the door to my heart and invite you into my life to be my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for forgiving my sins. Thank you for sonship and relationship. If you said that, Christ is in your life. And now your angels are rejoicing and we're rejoicing with you at the bottom of the screen. We have text new life. Text new life to 55444. Text new life 5544. We have a free book or two we might want to give you if you and we want to be able to be a prayer partner with you and let you know what's going on and praying for you for anything that you have. And uh, then also we have an email. You can get connected to us. Text Join CCC 55444. Join CCC. We sure would like for you to subscribe and get connected with us and share this with other people. Put the like in, subscribe, share. It makes a difference to other people. What we just shared with you just now is going to make a huge difference. Lastly, come on, lastly, giving. Giving is the heart of God. Giving is the heart of God. And we want you to give, and when you give, listen to me, you make things happen. God has something in store for you, bigger than you can imagine, but it is your generosity that causes God's blessing to manifest on your behalf in a greater area. Your generosity manifests God's blessing in a greater area of your behalf. So don't just say, I received that word, sow some seed into it. We stand in agreement that as you give, your giving helps bless a multitude of people in so many different areas. And we thank you for partnering with us, loving us enough, praying for us, and giving. And we stand in agreement for God's manifold return back unto you over and above the good measure pressed down and shaken together. Love you. See you next time. Be blessed. Remember again, the word works when you work the word. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to share this podcast with a friend. And if you're in the Sacramento area, we invite you to join us for service on Sundays at 7.30 a.m., 11.30 a.m., and 6 p.m., or on Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Until next time, stay positioned to win.